right, then. Are you ready to get into it? I, oh, my God, Brian. I'm ready to get into it. <laughs> All right, then. Um, oh, whoops. There we go. <laughs> are you making, <laughs> we just got into it, and you're already making... Uh, no i'm into it and we're into it and all of you listening at home and in your cars you're into it now too this is a little snack i'm brian that's peter um it is thursday uh september 24th 2020 um and uh, as you might have heard this is a little snack um where we just talk about stuff uh we've got quite a show lined up for you guys so some of you might be having uh, pretty itchy fingers over that pause button to move on to other more interesting things, but yeah. I promise you will be sad if you do that because of all the great and fun things that we have in store for you today. Uh, first, let's chat with Peter. Peter, how are you doing tonight? I'm not putting my kids to sleep. Yeah, that's I, isn't that yeah. That's that, so nice. you, you guys might hear some yelling and screaming in the background. That's <laughs> That's my wife um, managing the children, putting them to bed tonight. So please ignore. I tell you, that's one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is I get a night off from putting Beatrice to bed. So yeah, it's, it's great because uh, it it's an ordeal, and yeah. she, she that's how she likes it. That's how Beatrice likes it. She wants it to be be painful. Well, well, I I don't. Do you remember when you stopped? Like I don't remember my parents going to bed, take putting me to bed. They're like, get dressed, go to bed. <laughs> Well, I remember I remember very clearly being told to go to bed, not wanting to go to bed because there was TV on that I wanted to watch. So mm-hmm. I would I would go to bed because I lived in mortal terror of my father. Um, so it was never, <laughs> a, never a question. But when I was up there, I, I could hear like, you know, the taxi theme playing, you know, downstairs and like, man, they get to watch all the cool TV. And, you know, and what I'd, age were you in the taxi? I guess Danny uh, DeVito is funny at any age. That's very true. That's very true. Um, so yeah, uh, it it was. Uh, I and, and the other thing that that was interesting is that um, when when Beatrice is at home with us, and it's like you know, what do you want to watch, Beatrice? And we'll put it on, you know, something <laughs> taxi. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, you know, Silver Spoons. No, uh, she says whatever. Polly Pocket is the the show of the day. But I remember when I was a kid. When when it was evening time, we were damn well watching the news. Yep, I was watching the news. I remember yeah. watching Tom Brokaw all those years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was Peter Jennings for me, and it was just like uh, I can remember um, uh, news stories about Afghanistan when the Russians invaded Afghanistan. Uh, I, I mean, that was 1980. So I don't think I think it must have been some sometime after that when they were talking about the the invasion or something like that because I don't think Listeners I had a good don't tell Brian that we're still in Afghanistan <laughs> when the when the Russians went to Afghanistan I mean um, but but you know it's the second Beatrice sees anything on the news she's like boring and we're like, oh, okay well, let's, let's turn it let's turn it I'm like man you kids have a good yeah like no they have no idea they have no idea not a clue. So we might hear some screams and and sadnesses from the children in the background while they are forcibly put to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Um, cool. Uh, anything else going on with you before we just like rip right into this podcast episode? Yes, I've entered a new phase of uh, life, and that is yeah. the first time in 25 years I do not have a motor vehicle in my. Uh, 
employ not employ but i don't i don't i don't own a car i mean my i we own my wife's car but that's her car so i don't have a car for the first time in 25 years i got rid of my car due to financial reasons and yeah not using it so i got rid of it and it's an expense not made and um it's it's been a month and it's i'm been a month I'm, now i'm doing okay so if you need to go somewhere you just take danielle's car i just don't go anywhere first of all <laughs> um, but yeah i we we have to like communicate and right. I, i'm not used to communicating with my wife so it's very oh awkward. sure yeah usually it's just like post-its and stuff but now you have to talk to her um now, now you you kind of will sometimes shuttle back and forth between uh your farm property mm-hmm. um, um and was it fredericksville or fredericks or uh, i don't sure yeah okay um now how are you making that 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 uh that jaunt well, let's talk about that for a minute. For that, okay. so the farm when I the farm is in Frederick County, Maryland, which okay. borders Pennsylvania. So it's kind of like like a couple miles from Pennsylvania. Yeah, the town that it is, uh, the mountain it's on is called Catoctin Mountain, and that believes that the Catoctin Indians, who of course you know we they the settlers wiped them out. Oh sure. Um, but uh, the town the city is called uh was called foxville so foxville maryland and i oh. thought that was that was cool yeah. and we lived we lived off a road called foxville deerfield road foxville deerfield road yeah that's that was you that's know i guess muscle. it's hard to say i guess maybe it was in foxville but that's where they saw the deer so they called it the deerfield road <laughs> and when i was a kid all the cars would pull over on the side or put their headlights facing the fields to look at the deer in the field. And they used to be in the fields by the hundreds. No kidding. So many of them. And today is like, you see, maybe I see more deer in where I live now than I do up at the farm in the mountains. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, Is that just because they're, they're like pretty well hunted up there or, you know, thinning the population or something else? Uh, just Bigfoot's. I'm not sure. I think all the hunting made them leave and come down here because there's some. Uh, they, I think they've migrated down. Oh, okay. Um, there's still some up there, but not as many as they used to be. Yeah, really. Jeez, hundreds. It's crazy. Yeah. But and, and another point is that it's not Foxville anymore. Now it's called Sabellasville because they closed the post office that used to be uh, Foxville. Sabellasville. Yeah, I could never remember that name. They call it Sablesville, and it's like no, it's Sabellas. <laughs> I'm sure they they like having you correct them on those. I don't. I, it, and and I, we hear it a lot sometimes in a in a wedding. Yeah. Uh, the officiant will be like, "Well, uh, they brought us all here to say Billa Sabilla Sabillaville." <laughs> like, it's like, oh no, that's wrong. Yeah, it's almost like you want to say it in the middle of the, the thing because yeah. yeah. it's in the middle of nowhere and everybody's like why are we here but of course once they're there it's beautiful and they have the most wonderful time mm-hmm. and they uh have uh, uh, form great memories and want to come back for more absolutely as well they should yeah one of one of the prime wedding destinations uh east of the mississippi i think that's safe to say uh, so, so basically, you're just getting Ubers back and forth. Is that right? No, I haven't. I've never. <laughs> I used Uber once in Chicago. Did you? Yeah, and I decided that I used like Lyft better. So I don't. I don't know what. There's no. You know, the Lyft yeah. seemed to be a better company in terms of how it treats people. But I, I mostly use Lyft. Okay. 
But I've never used. I don't use it here. I haven't done any of that. Um, I was thinking about getting an e-bike, but they're freaking expensive and heavy and and whatnot. You know what an e-bike is, Brian? I don't think I do. What is an e-bike? What do you think an e-bike is? Um, it's an electronic bike that runs on batteries. That is like a wait. That's just a bicycle that runs on nothing. Um, is it? Is, does it have batter? Does it have power? Is it powered in some way? Yeah, it's very good guess, Brian. Yes. <laughs> It's basically a moped, but instead of using gasoline and having some pedals to help start the motor, it's a bicycle that they put in the in the gears of the the pedals. They put a motor mm-hmm. and a, uh, electric electric motor, mm-hmm. and then you can put batteries on the bike, and they increase the weight and everything. And you can go up to like 20, 25 miles per hour with that, mm-hmm. and you can go for distances of like, you know. I'm guessing 30 to 50 miles, um, depending on your size of battery. And they can weigh anywhere from 50 to 150 pounds. Interesting. Yeah. So is where, it, where, where would, you isn't like, it? would you get like takeout and stuff using your e-bike if you were to get one? Like what, what's, a, what's an example of an errand you would run using your e-bike? Well, I got to show everybody around that I have any. <laughs> so there's just, just <laughs> walking. Right. First, first it would be a, a, a show Going everybody. Off. Yeah. Present, um, present yourself to your neighbors. That's the, one errand. Uh, I, I don't know. Things are, you know, I could go up and pick up some food. Yeah. Uh, take out the knee, but you don't believe that I'm going to do it. Look at that. <laughs> no, I know. It's just, it's just funny. You've always been like, you know, a car guy. And then suddenly now you're a hobo. And it's like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're going to get it. Now you're talking about getting a moped. I'm just like, I don't see this. I don't see this happening. <laughs> This doesn't, this doesn't, this doesn't strike me as realistic, but well, I mean, you could prove me wrong, of course, easily, but we got it. So we're getting rid of our, my wife's car in a few months, um, leases up and yeah. then we're carless and we're going to try to figure out what to do. And we're thinking of finally making the jump to electric, which would yeah. be basically getting a Tesla. Right. Um, and so that's a big, I wanted to do it for a long time, go electric, but I mean, now is the, you know, it seems like it's the right time to do it. Yeah. So I have to figure out what you know, which one to get, which one's right, because there's, there's oh so many options. Sure. Um, and and just go from there. I don't know. So. So, but, so you're you're right now basically in a brief interim between being a one car with uh, Danielle's car and then being a one car with a Tesla that you guys would then sort of share use of. Is that right? Or are you thinking? Are you thinking because they're e-cars, you could have two? Well, not because they're e-cars that we have to, but I mean, if you go into budget-wise, like what's the way to go? So if we get if we get a a Tesla, it'll be cheaper than what we've been spending, and it'll be cheaper because you're not paying for gas. And well, we use a lease, so we don't pay any warranty or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I'm 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 very curious to see the lifestyle of the 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 e-car. <laughs> yeah, the, I don't know and why I, I just call it the e-car. No one calls it that. It was because you, you framed it with the e-bike, so then right. you used this it's ridiculous not. terminology. <laughs> the the uh, electric car, I guess. EV, electric vehicle. The EV. There we go. Um, I I I, I mean, have you driven uh, Tesla? I mean, no. What do you What do you have? You have a hybrid. I have, right? I have a Kia hybrid from 2012. That's a fake hybrid. Why is it fake? I, I don't think it's real. I, I don't think like the, the, the mileage that you get is only marginally better than you get without a hybrid. And I think all it is, is when you engage the hybrid, 
it just makes it so you can't go very fast. And of course, when you can't go very fast, your mileage um, increases the amount of the amount of uh, miles you can go on a gal- gallon of gas. So I think um, they were just like, yeah, it's not it's not really it's a, a high road drive. Yeah, essentially. So I, I kind of I've I've never liked it. I, I don't I don't like the way that it drives very much. Um, it's a it's it's a fine car in that it gets me around, and I haven't had any major problems with it. Not good. But um, as a hybrid goes, if you're going to get a hybrid and you really care about the mileage, uh, Priuses are just they've they've got it. Toyota's got it nailed down, and I imagine that, Tesla's does. That's as well. what that's what your wife has, right? Yeah, she does, and that's what she's had. That we've had that since for like you know, 15 years, I guess. That we've been in Priuses, oh, wow. and they're good. They go they go quick, and um, they average about 50 miles per gallon. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, t- was it today that, or was it yesterday that N- Gavin Newsom of California, the governor, yeah, made a, is it law? Um, yeah, I think they they passed something that where after 2035 they would outlaw um, sales of of gas powered automobiles. New gas yeah, powered automobiles. Yeah. So the automobile makers will not be allowed to sell them right. in that state, but you could go across the state line and buy a gasoline new powered that's, vehicle in 2035 and bring it across the border. That's true. But, but I think the, the reason that, that uh, Gavin Newsom knows that it's, it's, it's a bigger deal than, than, you know, being able to circumvent it that way is because if the entirety of the California market is out of your, um, out of market, if you're a car dealer, a car um, sales, um, that's something that's going to hit your, bottom line pretty hard so you have to take into account it's like well that means essentially that you're going to be making evs because you want to to sell cars to californians because they're like you know fifth largest economy in the world um a massive economy unto themselves in the united states and um they can they can really drive policy when it comes to that sort of thing Mm -hmm. so um i it's, it's a big deal um 2035 uh, you know, that's a long 50, ways away. It's a long ways away. And, and I'm sure there'll be lots of caveats, but you know, better that than nothing. Um, but, but I, I can definitely see the impetus to do that when their state has been on fire for, you know, the last few months and choking the populace with, um, with smoke and soot and everything that you'd, you'd, you'd want to take any step you could to ameliorate climate change the way, the way they're, the, they're doing. So I, I think it's great. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good policy. I just think it's it's way too long. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's not brave enough. Um, it needs to happen as soon as possible, especially when I mean Tesla says in less than three years they will have a twenty five thousand dollar electric vehicle. Yeah, and that seems to be the range for like that seems to be like the next step. Right now, their cheapest is about forty thousand. They say thirty five, yeah. but it's really forty. I thought that uh-huh. was the thing that they were releasing was like the kind of affordable Tesla was the thing that everyone was like paying like, you know, a thousand dollars down to, to secure their. They did. Yeah. The, the model uh, three it's everywhere though. I mean, have you seen it? It's everywhere. I, I, yeah. But how much was that one? Wasn't that like the low it's, cost with all the rebates? 35,000. Hmm. Okay. So that's what they got it down to. So the next step is 25,000. And then after that, probably 15. Interesting. Um, well, yeah, because there's, yeah. less, there's less parts and everything, and the the battery, if they can make, uh, that's what Tesla announced, making silicon batteries 
um, they're going to try to do that, which I say is very difficult. But if you make silicon ballast, silicon's easy to get. <laughs> oh yeah, all the other stuff. So um, that will be cheap and fast and much better of a um, momentum yeah. for everybody to start switching over. I mean, Tesla also announced this week uh, their Model S is going to come in a new mode, a new model called Plaid. We're just playing on the riff of um, oh, Spaceballs. Spaceballs for ludicrous. Yeah. Ludicrous speed. It's gone plaid. <laughs> um, now, there was, is this because I've only seen this from um, Silicon Valley when I think uh, uh, Kumar gets, not Kumar, what is uh, uh, Kumail, his character gets a, a Tesla or he drives it and he pushes a button and he just like rockets, like it goes mm-hmm. zero, zero to 60 in whatever period of time. Um, is, is it, is it one step beyond even that? Yes. Why, why would they do that? <laughs> it already seems so fast. Wait, is it even street legal at that point? Uh, they don't know if it's street legal and it's not for sale. It's for sale now, but you can't get one delivered until the end of next year. Oh man. The, what, what they've done is they've widened the car. They put two motors on the rear and yeah. one in the front. So it's tri-motor. Therefore it's 1100 horsepower. <laughs> Um, it's zero to 60 in, it just says sub two seconds. Oh my God. Can and it goes, fi- and it goes 500 miles on a charge. How can anybody control that? I mean, that, people are going to be wrecking into like, you know, it's going to be great watching these, <laughs> but the, the kicker, Brian is to get that type of car is yeah. a Bugatti Veyron. It's like two to $3 million. Right. Right. Yeah. This car is 140 grand, <laughs> and it doesn't release any. Yeah, uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't burn anything. any fossil fuels. That's true. And with the battery, it'll it can probably go 500 to a million miles in its lifetime. So, yeah, I can't that's argue with 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 the uh, the Musk man. He's 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 doing it with Tesla. He's doing it with SpaceX. He's digging holes with the Boring Company, and he also had that announcement with the the Brain. Um, what the heck is this brain thing called? Um, but where he he's putting things into pigs' brains to oh. <laughs> to to see how we can interact with electronics and computers and brains and get rid right. of the whole uh, body aspect of our lives. Just oh, use yeah. our brains. Wouldn't that be great? Just to be able to cut ties with that awful body, so we can live in our heads entirely. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, you know, he says a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> You know, he's delivering. He's he, delivering a lot, but you know, late, but he delivers. Yeah, he does. He does eventually. He does. Um, all right. Well, cool. So then uh, you'll you'll have to keep us posted if as as you uh, you circle around a uh, a Tesla. Maybe you should just hold out for the one that goes plaid. You know, that'd it's, be fun. It's it, yeah. I, it's it sounds fun and and I and whatnot. But I really enjoyed the um. Um, the Model X is their like bigger one with the big Falcon, like not Falcon, I forget what they call them. They have big wings. The the doors mm. open. Oh right. I really like that one because when you walk up to it, um, the the uh, I think the door opens for you as you walk up to it. You oh. get in, sit down, and put your foot on the brake, and the door shuts, and it, you just go. <laughs> it's like nice. it, you don't touch anything, and the Bluetooth works as the door opens. You start to hear your music playing from your phone as you walk up. Yeah. For for me, you know, uh, I'm I'm so it's, bored with like you know cranking my window down and up. So that would be a real nice change for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, I'm just kidding. I have electric windows. I'm pretty cool. Um, all right. Well, so shall, do we have any shall... listeners left? No, they're gone. They're long they're gone. gone. In um, their cars. Which they, they might be hitting the little 15 seconds ahead, you know, <laughs> yeah. through the Tesla thing. So, um, and they'll probably do it again after this. I, I have to, um, uh, to bore and annoy everyone with a little bit of politics talk. Um, the other day, I guess it was yesterday, uh, it was, I, I was having a bad day because I was reading the news and there's been a lot of bad news days, but for whatever reason, yesterday's news, uh, was, was affecting me more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course I'm talking about, um, well, first an article that was, um, uh, published by the Atlantic, uh, which featured some new reporting saying that the Trump campaign was, uh, liaising, conferring with, um, various, uh, Republican Party organizations in battleground states to talk about the idea of setting aside the vote and having that state's legislatures decide the the electors would go to Trump regardless for the electoral college. Um, and and the way that the the writer of this article sort of laid it out was this very um, very plausible scenario, not not a certainty, but uh, what made it so chilling in a way was uh, the how he described the scenario and how how he related that to things that Trump and people in his administration have already have already laid the groundwork for themselves, the thing they've already said. Um, and then uh, this article and this new reporting prompted a question at yesterday's uh, press conference. It's uh, I don't know what what a press conference is called when one person is just lying constantly. Mm-hmm. Don't know what that is called exactly, but whatever that was. And and a reporter from Playboy, weirdly enough, asked him, you know, can you uh, commit right now to um, a peaceful transfer of power? And to which Trump said, uh, you know, we'll have to see about that. And then he went on to say, you know, it depends on, you know, it's. It's it's like you know then the guy was like people are but but people would be rioting I'm not sure what he and he and he said and then Trump said um, you know if if we get rid of the ballots you know we'll have a very peaceful transfer well we won't even have a transfer it'll be, it'll be a continuation we'll have a continuation and you know trying to parse it out into you know from whatever is happening in his brain to to what he means um, you know might be an exercise but but he's essentially saying the quiet part out loud that he is actively looking into ways that he can subvert the will of the people and, and, and retain power somehow. Very despotic, very, you know, uh, authoritarian dictator type stuff. And, um, you know, this stuff isn't really happening just inside his brain. He's got William Barr who is more than happy to, uh, um, assist him in any way whatsoever. Guy has has no um, moorings, I think, and and sort of uh, normal attorney general um, precepts. Uh, he is uh, he's said es- essentially that he he does believe in the unitary executive, which is essentially posits that the executive, the president, can do whatever they want mm-hmm. because they're the president. And it seems that he is living that philosophy with Trump and and trying to um, work for him 
you know, he's, he's that's that's not his job description. He's meant to work for the, you know the the United States, but he's he's really taken on this. I work for the president. I will try and and make sure that whatever he wants is is what happens. And so with this like, you know, double team from the AG and the presidency, and all of the and the Senate of Republicans uh, backing them up, and now this effort now after the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, sort of like nightmare scenario. Number oh, God. Spoiler, spoiler alert, Brian. I don't know if I yeah, know that uh, either. Yes. If you guys haven't heard, sorry. She has passed. Um, to get a ninth uh, conservative justice on the court, making it a 6-3 conservative majority, and essentially putting in place a court that will um, essentially do for Trump what the, the Supreme Court did for Bush back in 2000. Can I pause you for a second? Of course. How many judges are there on the Supreme Court? They're they're right now with uh, Gaines, Ginsburg on there eight, but when when it's fully packed and it's, it's stocked up with justices, it's nine. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna call you on that because I asked Siri and she said yeah. ten. Really? Yeah. Because uh, we were like. Well, if there are ten mean, justices, it should be an odd number, right? Because it's yeah, it's an odd number so that there you don't have ties. Supreme Court of the United States, number of positions, nine by statute. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, so, anyway, so today I'm hearing from people, because everyone panicked yesterday, because they're like, holy cow, he's, this is it, this is the start of everything. But then today I'm hearing, you know, uh, maybe not cooler heads, but attempts at cooler heads because it's, you know, it's, it's not fun to live with these, you know, these thoughts, you know, trying to, to cool things down a bit and, and saying, you know, he is trying to make himself seem stronger than he is. He is a weak president. He is, he has never gotten above 50% approval in his entire presidency. He's, 10 to 12 points behind Biden nationally. Um, and and he does not have, he has control of the Senate and he's got a conservative Supreme Court, but he doesn't have the House and the people are, are the majority of people are against him. The only way he can win is through these undemocratic things he's talking about. And um, so I, I, I kind of, you know, I took their lead. I, I've, I've tried to calm myself a little bit, but um it's just uh, it's a it's sort of a unique moment where um, we're having to talk about this stuff. We're having to, you know, I remember a time before Trump when we would say, oh, that's so fascist or, you know, people would would get chided for making comparisons to, you know, Nazi Germany and all that. Um, and it's like we've gotten to a point now where it's almost naive not to make those comparisons as it's it's naive not to use the fascism word <clears throat> mm-hmm. and um that's just a scary place to be and and it's just like i don't know it's just yeah it's it's a scary place to be um you've been following some of this um you know what 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 are your thoughts you, you think it's uh it's just more more ado about nothing or are you worried or what, what are your thoughts um i'm worried because i'm a natural worrier but not somebody who'd I, I, when I when I worry, I'm sitting there planning, trying to figure out how to get rid of the worry. Right. Figuring out the best choice of action. Mm-hmm. All I can do with this is vote. 
and um, I got my ballot today in email and I can fill it out and mail it back or I could fill it out and drop it off in a Dropbox. But then I, after speaking with you on your Black Wednesday yesterday, <laughs> yeah. um, voting in person early, yeah, because usually every place has three weeks, about three weeks before the election day to vote, yeah. is the right thing to do because your vote counts the night of the election. Right. And that's what scares them most is losing that night. If they are close that night, then they can drag it out forever. And then hanging Chad, mm-hmm. naked envelopes, all these new things are going to all these things are going to come back, and right. they're going to fight it because like oh they already they it was already done once, which leads to the Supreme Court going to be the court that decides it, right. as they did like you mentioned. Am I worried? I worry. I've been worrying about a lot of things for the last. Um, you know, since my father had a stroke, being the patriarch now, so I worry about a lot. And I found that worrying doesn't help me at all. But right. if I don't go into a state of worry, then I don't think about things and then figure out what to do next and take action. Right. So I am worried in terms of I am sitting around thinking about stuff to take the next, what's the next action to take. Right. Um, I have been hopeful for a while. I was hopeful for Hillary. Yeah. Um, and look what turned out. Um, having to wake my wife up at whatever 1.30 a.m. and say Trump won and listen to her wail was yeah. the toughest, one of the toughest nights I had to deal with. Yeah. And here we are four years later yep. and the wailing hasn't ceased. Anything's changed. It's, I'm not saying my wife wails all the time. I'm just saying <laughs> I hear it and, I, and it's just yeah, nonstop yeah. of like, oh my gosh, just this, this and that. And ignoring the, the, the leadership or the lack thereof, the people that have been enabled by it, the voices that have come out, the 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 things that have changed in four years, are all setting the base for fascism. Yep. Um, and we don't know if how fascism is usually a minority. We don't know how much of the population is going to just be like, oh, you know, just that that the problem of fascism is that it takes advantage of the people who are like, eh. Right. The the, yeah, the complacent, does. the non, the non, not making what is it, not good trouble. They don't make good trouble and say, hey, point that out. That's wrong. You're doing that wrong. You shouldn't be mean to that person. Don't bully them. Right now we have people saying bully. We have an autocrat who is telling a bunch of other people who are autocrat in their own lives or they think they are, um, to be that it's okay to be them. Um, and we basically have no parents. And no love, like no empathy right. or love coming from a place where you need, uh, you know, the president who's like the ultimate parent. God, you hear those kids? I'm going to go down there and ultimate parent. Them, <laughs> I do hear it. Apologize to our listeners. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you're right. There's no, there's no umpire. There's no, there's no uh, grown up. Well, it's not umpire. Umpire is the Supreme Court. Uh, no. Umpire is supposed to be the media. Umpire is supposed to be the people. And it seems like you're right. There's no. It doesn't seem like he's demolished this, the Supreme Court by making it one one sided. He's demolishing the media because nobody listens to them. And then, he, it's he's gotten rid of the umpire. There's no parent. The yeah. parent can tell a child. I would dare say a parent could give life to a child and take that life away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, in some in some strange thing. And yeah. um, who, who this this. I don't know what the vote's going to be. 
Yeah. That's the most worrying thing. You you keep thinking like we'll do the right thing, right? Americans do the right thing at their own slow pace. But this there's nothing more American or historically of the racism, the slavery and, and whatnot for against uh, African Americans and other cultures, which makes no sense because that's where just a mix of all of them. I don't understand this. You're you're an Amer- I'm an American. It's like yeah. I don't understand what that means. Yeah. Um, I feel like we live in the adjacent states of America, not the United at all. Yeah, that, that's, um, that's a good point. I I don't I don't I don't I don't have the ultimate. I I don't know how to feel. I don't, you're asking me if I'm worried. I guess I'm worried. Yes, yeah. I am worried. I have children and I feel safe in my state. Yeah. But it seems like when I drive up to Sabillasville, yeah, I see a new house that was purchased that I was interested in purchasing but didn't have the funds. Um, and they put up a Trump flag the first day they moved in. Wow. Yeah. And now we have, as you drive to our property, we have you pass a a Dixie flag. What's it called? Uh, the Rebel Battle flag. Rebel Rebel Battle flag. And then three houses up from that, you have the Trump flag. Yeah. And if you keep driving further past my property, you have a big barn with a huge Trump uh, poster on the on the side of a big red barn with a poster on Trump, not just his name. And and it affects my business because people driving up from D.C. or other affluent areas um, see those signs. Like, Are we safe here? Right. And yeah. I, it's not cool. Yeah. So it's starting to affect my business it's it's all these things that they're do, that they're doing are affecting um stress levels um, yeah yeah and we haven't even brought up covid <laughs> no i know i mean yeah exactly all of this is happening in a backdrop of a pandemic and it's like so 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 what what whether trump is voted out or not it does seem like um are what you is worried? yeah i'm worried okay. then you don't because... have to go on my diatribe <laughs> Because, well, it's like even if 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 he's out, maybe even if it's a landslide, um, what what Trump has sort of unlocked in this country is is um, a keening a uh, um, a tendency towards fascism. Because when when Trump is gone, he's got he's got fans. Those people who've got Trump flags and Trump signs and all that. They they are they are unashamed of how much they like Trump, and they are they are Trump fans forever. If if he hasn't lost them by now, um, he'll they'll be on their deathbeds and still talk about how much they like Trump. So the the whole Trumpism is with us for probably the rest of my life that I can imagine. And Trumpism to me is essentially uh, um, uh, synonymous with authoritarianism, fascism. And I'm looking at 2024. I say everything goes right and he goes out. Um, you've got just a bunch of fascists lined up right behind him, ready to get back in the White House and get back to being fascists. I mean, Mike Pompeo, you got you know Josh Hawley, um, a- a- any one of these guys, even guys that weren't really that way before, they're going to see. Well, if I want to win, if I want to win with Trump's crowd, I've got to I've got to go authoritarian. I've I, I've got to throw out the norms. I've got to terrify. The other side. That's what they really like. They they like all the uh, the elites and the intelligentsia um, of the country. They like them really afraid and really upset. And anybody who can do that the best is the guy that's going to go in. And how do you how do you 
combat that? Well, it sure isn't with Joe Biden. You know, Joe Biden, God love him, is a very conciliatory, very nice guy, and that's probably a big part of why he's going to go in. But the Republicans, on the other hand, um, are going to eat him alive. Uh, not Trump necessarily, but um, they're they're going to keep their powder dry. They're going to go to the mattresses after 2020, and they're going to regroup, and they're going to come back, and they're going to have a better candidate. They're going to have a smarter candidate. So um, I, I just I, I this is not a a one-off is my is my is my worry and the the same things that that they've been doing you know getting voter suppression um gerrymandering uh packing courts or not packing courts but but you know mcconnell's obsession with getting young conservative trumpist judges into these lifetime appointments i mean we're going to be dealing with um trump's Trumpism in in the judiciary for the rest of my life as well. And and it's like what and when and when we go to the Democrats, the people who are supposed to save us from all this, you know, they um they seem inept, they seem weak, they seem ineffectual. Um you see a lot of tweets. Um some of you may have seen Diane Feinstein's tweet um where she said uh essentially about the the um you know, because McConnell is now pushing here in the last few months of, of the election of 2020, a replacement for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, even though it was Ruth Bader Ginsburg's dying wish that that her seat not be replaced until after the election. Which I think doesn't matter politically. It doesn't. No. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. Um, but it's it's still it's still something that 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 she said. And they are they are, you know, going against their uh, hastily cobbled together McConnell rule from 2016 um, to, to make it, it happen. He's, he's explained it, Brian. They, <laughs> yeah. they didn't have the presidency. So it was the will of the people because they were going to vote for somebody new um, that they would want um, the right to have the, uh, the, the seat. Mm. But now this is different because they have both the presidency and the Senate that it's different than last time. That's McConnell's. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. To and me. the fact that last time was eight months ahead of the trans of the election. And this is only 50 right. days. Yeah. Yeah. Voting started and uh, early voting ver started in, I think uh, DC, mm -hmm. um, the day, the day Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, died. And so, so McConnell's cool. So don't worry about it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so so yeah so you have you have uh, the the Supreme Court that that is if it's a six to three majority, where Kavanaugh uh, is 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 going to be the swing vote, then you can just expect that that any um, any any uh, legislation that that the Dems are going to put up in a um, in in a landslide election where we control all three branches of government or, or all three two houses and the executive, uh, they're going to bat it down. They're going to they say, oh, uh, you want to regulate um, uh, fossil fuel, climate gases and all that. No, that's unconstitutional. Sorry. Dumb. God, we sound like an old man show. Uh, yeah. It's just. Yeah. I it's mean, it's because we can't we can't talk about Dune because Dune makes more sense than what we're living today. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's the thing is I was worried. It's like, you know, well, 
we, we could talk about the fun stuff, but I'm just like, if we don't even mention the fact that our democracy is in such peril, we're, we're going to seem like a bunch of, a bunch of dopes. Um, uh, you know, it's like th- this is something that's happening. We see it. We're worried about it. Um, and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. I I'm, I'm thinking in the back of my heads, I wouldn't want to say anything now, but I, I'm thinking in the back of my heads of, of like, well, what if, what if he's, uh, quote unquote reelected? Is there, is there something to do at that point? I mean, that, that's where my mind's going. You know, do we, do we march on DC like they are in Belarus and just camp the hell out? Um, you know, for months and months and months like they're doing out there. I don't know. It, you know that, that, that was where I, my head was at yesterday and I, I did, I didn't enjoy it. But, um, but anyway, I've, I've, uh, I've monologued on, on this long enough. You have anything else on politics or you want to move on to the next thing? Oh man. I got nothing. I, 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 it's, it's, I don't really have much to say about it today. It's just not fun to think about um, yeah. because it gets more and more real. And yep. uh, the fact that the one thing we're supposed to do and we have the right to do vote could be just he turned it into just everything else he touches just a shit. Yeah. Like voting, it doesn't matter either. Like, no, it doesn't matter. Right. Right. Like, and it's just, and it's so, yeah, so vile that, that, how, that he would do how, that. How quickly the greatest quotes country in the history of the world can flip yeah because yeah. of one guy pe- mostly people i don't blame the people that voted for him i sympathize with the three percent that were like they didn't get what they wanted under obama mm-hmm. they probably weren't voting for trump but they're just not going to vote for hillary because they don't do one with that whatever mm-hmm. the people who are not voting these people that we're talking about that let the nazis take yeah. over that let trump in the in the racist like it's not important to me uh because it doesn't affect me i'm white so i'm not worried about this black lives matter stuff or uh equality for lesbians and and gays and i'm not i don't care about that i just want to pay my taxes raise my kids blah 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 it's like that's it's are they a privileged group yeah because they don't feel I, I, they're, yeah, they're privileged in that because they don't, they don't, uh, they're not forced to be, uh, they're not in jeopardy because they're, they're, um, they're not forced to be engaged. Right. They don't have to be, you know, uh, if, and if eventually not, it does come back on you and then you get crushed. Yeah. Eventually yeah. they'll be, cause it doesn't last. Authoritarian. Authoritarianism gets everybody. Yeah. It does. It's okay. Yeah. It's creepy. But, um, We'll know, um, geez, how many days is it now? Less than 50. Is it like 40, 45 or something like that? 44 or something days until election day? Let me see. Vote.org uh, is 39 days, 3 hours, 50 minutes, and 23 seconds. Wow. 39 days. That's great. Yeah. Our voting, our early voting starts October 12th. So um, uh, I'm not sure I want to do it October 12th. Uh, for COVID yeah. concerns, but I, I might I might go the next day or the day after that. Um, but you know, definitely well before election day. So I want to I want to do something that we don't normally do in the show, and that's a request or a demand from our listeners is <laughs> demand. I was planning on voting by mail. I get my ballot email. I'm gonna f- fill it out and then drop it off at one of these drop boxes that I'm, is more secure than a mailbox. And like this yeah. is going right to them. That vote has to be in a, a mail-in vote 
absentee ballot has to be in by 8 p.m. November 3rd in Maryland mm-hmm. uh, or, or postmarked or something like that. Then it has to be delivered to the the voting judges by the th- November 13th through the mail. So if anything they receive after that, they throw out. Okay. But that means that vote's not counted till it's received or they're all received. Mm-hmm. That's 10 days. Mm-hmm. A lot can happen in 10 days yep. if something is uncertain in this country. Going in early voting or voting in the day of is the best thing we can do to to ball fake the president right now. Um, yeah. Mostly Republicans and older people vote through the mail and absentee ballot. If we can go to the um, early go go to early voting if you can in your place of state or whatever, and do it. Or if you want to be even more patriotic and risk <laughs> risk bearing, go the day of and wait in line and. Watch all the news cameras watch you in line six feet from each other. <laughs> all right. But voting in person will get your vote counted the night of the election. And if we can bring enough numbers the night of the election, that will sway most of all the parties we're concerned about mm-hmm. of having it be a long deal, a long ordeal of the 10 days, the 13 days, the months. Inauguration day gets pushed back, something like all the terrible right. things they're going to do. Right, right. So and, please yeah. vote early. Um, it's 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 worth the risk. Be as safe as you can. If you're going to go yeah. out there, I mean, you go to the grocery store. It might take you an hour versus just going to the grocery store for like 20 minutes. But but do it. And uh, um, yeah. and if you can't, then definitely do your absentee ballot. At least get in there. So if it is a longer fight, your vote's in there. But please yeah. don't not vote. Yeah, because if 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 they're if they have a chance to go through those ballots, those mail-in ballots, and and you get the signature police on there, and it's like, oh, that's a little too different for me between what's what I have on record and what signature they put on their ballot. It's out. It's gone. Oh, they swapped the different envelopes, um, so they put the inside envelope on the outside, or they didn't include the outside envelope. This one's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you put the some people accidentally put their uh, the today's date or their birth date on today's date for the signature or, or vice versa gone. It's out. You don't get, you don't count it. It's not even, it's worse than a provisional ballot. So, um, yeah, if, if we can get those numbers, uh, big enough on election night, um, you know, and the reason that we have to do that is because Trump does not give a, a hoot. We'll say, um, about any of our lives and we want to be as safe as possible with COVID and we recognize that he's going to take advantage of that to go after the ballots that come in from people who want to stay safe at home and vote safely at home. And he's not letting us do that. He would rather he would rather take advantage of that. So we have to, I think, accept some mild risk to actually depose this guy and get him out of there. There was an article, again, in The Atlantic. I do read other periodicals, I promise, um, saying that Essentially, what we know of COVID and mask wearing is that um, if if we we figured out the grocery store, uh, we voting should be fine. You know, the the you know six feet distance, wear a mask. Um, you're probably in good shape. So, <laughs> Doctor uh, Brian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so yeah, if if you can, uh, you know, early vote. If you can't, send it in. Just you know, be certainly careful with the mail-in ballot because. Uh, they've got legions of lawyers, uh, and we have them too, but they've definitely got them where they're going to be looking to 
uh, cancel out as many uh, ballots as possible. And uh, hanging chads will look like a, uh, a quaint and humorous thing in comparison to what they're going to be doing uh, in the weeks after the election this year. So, yes, um, I, I don't I don't I'm looking so forward to the time where I don't have to worry about what Trump's going to do next and mm-hmm. just uh, give me Sleepy Joe. Uh, any day of the week, um, any day of the week, but shall we move on? Yes. To what people have been waiting for Apple news <laughs> and, and Apple news. Um, yes. do you, uh, do you know who owns the Atlantic Brian? Um, Steve jobs wife. Um, I, I don't know her name, but Steve jobs wife. Yes. She owns, uh, the Atlantic. Therefore we've come full circle. Once yes. again, Apple is helping uh, <laughs> control your opinion. Yes, um, they are. Thank and, you, and Apple, mine. for controlling my opinion. This is good. Let's see. Uh, Apple had a little um, event where they released new Apple Watches and iPads and, and, and the whatnot. But they also released, uh, for the first time, a all-in-one subscription for all their services. Oh, really? And um, Just 200 a month? No. Uh, <laughs> no just three tiers. I think it's um, 15 dollars a month uh 20 dollars a month and then 30 dollars a month mm-hmm. and the 30 is a family plan so six people can share in all the the, the different things that you have oh, okay um so that's and, like like the the music service the apple plus tv mm-hmm. um well what else what else is included in that oh god i knew you're gonna ask that <laughs> i know this podcast has become a parody of itself it's like we're just we're, we're hitting all the the high notes apple one coming this fall it has Apple Music. Oh, God, the graphic made me lose it. All right, so you have three plans. Individual, 15 Family, $20. And Premiere, 30 bucks. Uh, so for $15 a month, you get Apple Music, Apple TV, Apple Arcade, and iCloud 50 gigabytes, which don't get us started, Apple. Uh, don't get me started. Apple is terrible with their cloud storage prices and, and tiers. It's ridiculous. They should be giving 50 gigabytes for free to every uh, iPhone owner or yes. iCloud account, but still it's five gigabytes. Um, utter, utter, utterly ridiculous, um, especially for the previously the wealthiest country company in the the world. Um, previously, well, they they their stock took a hit. Uh, who's who's the most now? Amazon. Uh, it's uh, what's the Saudi Aramco? Oh, okay, yeah, oil yeah, company? Aramco. Yep, that's the same. Then so there's a family plan, which is basically you share with five other people the original plan, more cloud storage, 200 gigs. Then the premier plan, which includes Apple Music, Apple TV, Apple Arcade, iCloud for two terabytes, plus Apple News, which nobody uses, <laughs> and then Apple Fitness Plus, which is a service, a video service that syncs with the watch where you can do workouts and stuff, kind of Peloton for the watch. Oh, okay. Um, and we'll see where that goes. Um, but all those thrown in, and that's for five people, thirty dollars a month. And in all honesty, it, 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 these are all good deals. But uh, Apple Music's good. Apple TV is getting better. Uh, Ted Lasso again, I will throw out there, so great. Yeah. Con- have you seen it yet? I have not yet. I feel <laughs> like I've, I've, I just, I, 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 I listen to our podcast on every, every episode. I hear you talking about it, and it's like, must be a good show. He really likes it. <laughs> it's 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 hilarious. Good references for our generation, yeah. and um, it's got a heart. Oh yeah. man, it's like it's it's I can't I can't say 
just please watch it. It's gonna win Emmys like crazy. Oh, awesome! Like I can't like I was like I'm like I'm, st- I'm still so com- we can talk about the Emmys later. But I'm still conf- confused by them. <laughs> but that 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 was the cool thing coming from for me from the uh, the Apple event. But I was just saying how things come full circle. That yes, Steve right. Jobs' wife does own the Atlantic. She's doing good work. Oh, and iPhones are coming in like three weeks. Oh, good. But we'll have more Apple news. Excellent. Oh, uh, did you download the new iOS for your phone? Oh, for my 6 Plus? I don't even know if it can accept it anymore. 6S? Uh, 6 Plus. Oh, just a 6? Yeah. Um, let me <laughs> check for you. I better check. <laughs> it was 14 compatibility. I mean, it's at a point now where I, there's some apps that, like, I can't, I can't update certain apps because they're like, oh, you, um, you downloaded this under a different Apple ID. I'm like, I don't even know my current Apple ID, much less the last one I had. What are you talking about? So it takes like words with friends about 20 minutes to look up every time. Ryan, I got some bad news for you. What? It won't take it. Uh, the lowest it goes is iPhone 6s. Oh, and that was one generation after me, right? Yep. Oh well. I'm on the I'm on the way to obsolescence. Uh, actually, we are talking about getting a, I'm I'm getting a new phone, so maybe sometime soon. A new what? A new phone. A new what? A new iPhone. Thank you. Oh man, oh. I know I I got to okay, pad your wallet. I got to make sure I mean, that you're making is it, money. Is it possible yeah. for you to switch to Android now after all the apps and everything you've got going in that ecosystem? Are you? Are yeah, you... It, they they've they've made it hard um, because uh, Peggy's in that ecosystem. I'm in, the, and it's just like it. I my my parents and my in laws each have, uh, you know, Samsung phones or whatever, and it's just like I can't make heads or tails of that. Um, it does it. The, the, the interface <laughs> interface is not is not good for me. But yeah, I think yeah. So we're we're staying with Apple. Uh, what the next? Oh, wow. Next <laughs> is it is it that bad? Uh, no, it's not. It's just like their their level of innovation. I feel like is pretty low. Um, and so we're not, you know, like oh, the camera's better. Cool. Hope that gets you through. Hope hope that you know makes your thousand dollar investment in my phone worth it. And like no, it's just the thing I have to have now. And it doesn't, I'm not excited about it. You have these other companies and they're talking about like, you know, the, the folding ones, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Apple's probably not doing that because the tech, the technology is not there yet as, as, as the other sort of companies have shown because the, those phones that fold actually, you know, break really fast and Apple would only do it if they can get it to a point where it's going to last at least as long as their current phones. But you don't see that stuff, you know, you don't, you don't see them kind of reaching for the next thing. They're just like, you know, it's perfect. We're just going to improve it on the margins as much as we can, which is not much. And you're going to like it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that sort of release after release after release. Uh, but it's a good product. And um, I've had mine for a very long time. Yeah. And yeah. How's uh, your battery? Um, it's it's okay. It's actually like uh, the third six plus I've had because I I've, 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 I broke one. And then another one, the, uh, the, the sensitivity, the screen sensitivity started to fail. And so they sent me another one. So you had so, all Apple Care for all that? No, it was I was actually a, um, and this is going to interest everybody on who's listening <laughs> even more than they're already interested. I know they're all 
But through my Verizon insurance uh, thing that I have. Oh, they, so like the telecom, yeah, that they yeah, have those this, insurance. So it'd be through any device, and you pay like what, seven dollars a month or something? Yeah, something like that. And mm-hmm. then it's just, you know, it's almost like no questions asked. I could right now just trash it. Not that I would Verizon, but mm-hmm. I could just trash it and then uh, say, yeah, it doesn't work anymore. Give me a new one. They're like, here you go, sir. And I get a new one. But cool. I'm not that kind of guy. Um. So Apple News. Anything else on Apple? Um. Let's see. No, I not really. Just the 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 new OS is uh is to me the most boring one they've released in a long time. Oh, so I'm not missing anything by not being able to get it. I don't think. I mean, it does something cool that it does is if you hold the phone and you tap the back like twice. Yeah. It can it can activate something like control center, oh, or weird. or uh, turn the volume up or turn the volume down. And if you tap three times, it can do something too. But you have to make that a setting. Oh, interesting. Um, and they also have in FaceTime a new setting. Um, I forget what it's called. Let me see. But you know when you look at you're doing FaceTime and you're looking at the camera, you're looking at your screen to look at the person, but your eyes not looking at the camera. Mm-hmm. So you have that little distance. Yeah. Um, they have a software that can move your eyes to like is looking at the camera. Oh, weird. So it's like a, it's a, like it's an like, effect. Like, it's called it's called if you go into FaceTime in your settings, it's called eye contact. Establish natural eye contact while on FaceTime, but it's artificial. So I could just contact. be looking at. I could be doing some other work as long as my face is pointed at the camera. And the camera, the software will make it seem as though I'm attentively attending to. It'll move your eyeballs. I think it finds your eyeballs and makes them look, move up to the looking into the lens. Yeah. See, that's the kind of innovation Apple does. It's like, was anybody looking for that? And they're like, "Uh, no, but we're doing it. Check it out. They had it working last year, but they didn't turn it on. And now it is in the, it's still, it's shipped right now. It's on their phone. So, um, yeah. That's fun. Yep. That's, that's, that's Apple news. All right. Um, well, now we're going to move, I think, on to something that everyone is is hyped about, um, uh, and that's Dune. Dune. Uh, we're going to get back to Dune. Um, and I think we're going to do something that we haven't done on this podcast before. Um, it's I think we are in danger somewhat of, of risking our listeners' attention, but we have demonstrated time and time again, we do not care about that at all. Uh, <laughs> we We will risk that. At the drop of a hat, but we're going to do so. What we're going to do is we're going to um, uh, watch the trailer. I don't even know what level of sound from the trailer we're going to get, but we've seen it a number of times. So we're going to watch the trailer and talk about it. This is going to be kind of like a podcast version of one of those YouTube reaction videos, I think. Um, and uh, and then we can talk a little bit more about it uh, after after the trailer's done. Uh, uh, are are you? Uh, let me make sure I'm ready. Are you ready, Peter? I have the trailer for dune on youtube loaded okay and i'm ready to hit play okay so I'm and, I, and I believe it's i believe it's coming out we're we're gonna play the audio through the speakers i mean if you guys are just listening so you can hear we'll just we'll stop every once in a while we have to say stop oh we have to say, say stop we can't we, we can't we can't just talk over it. do, do you want to just talk over it i mean we, yeah i feel we, like we just talk over it and we'll you know we, yeah that way because we'll, we'll get out of sync if we if we um this is probably stuff we should have talked about before yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but so, yeah, we'll talk over it, and then we can we can sort of delve deeper into it after it's over. But but otherwise, I feel like we'll get out of sync if we stop and pa- and, and play it again. 
Okay, now we're gonna go three, two, wait, wait. one. We go three, click. two, one, click. Yeah. Okay. And and okay. you and you at home, <laughs> or in your car, can uh, can do this as well. And okay. uh, so I, I'll let I, you do the countdown, I, and I'll just uh, I'll I'll click when you say. Okay. Let me, let me make sure it's gonna play. Okay. Three, two, one, click. All right, legendary. Legendary, yeah. High pitch. Paul Atreides. Zendaya. Zendaya. Catwoman. Playing Chani. Yeah. So he's. They're showing him dreaming. They just had sex and they're looking out at a war. (laughs) Okay, this is the Gamjabar scene. Yes. And I, I love his reaction there. It's so like there's so much going on in his face. I don't like his reaction. I don't. He like does this thing with his lips. That's like get another take. Oh, I loved it. And this is uh, the uh, Bene Gesserit Reverend Mother doing the Gom Jabbar. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. This is Caladan. The, the more and more I watch this trailer, I just think it's like a a modern remake of the original Dune. There are so many similarities between the original, but you know, is that more a testament to uh, Frank Herbert's book? It's just like it was so well imagined that everyone who read it saw something similar. And this, this, I love this part right here. When Duncan Idaho. Yeah, finally, in Duncan Idaho, Samoa. you believe. Yeah. Mark Cummings. This is an extermination. They're picking my family off one by one. Yeah, I really like that. Let's fight like demons. An animal caught in a trap will not. I think we're out of sync. We are? Uh, I'll. uh... Okay, here's yours. I This song is uh, Pink Floyd. This, this is what is now confirmed as a Jodorowsky um, tribute. Yeah. It's like Duncan Idaho has a puppy. I wasn't expecting that. The spice melange. By the Duke. Where the fear is gone. Only I will remain. I get the worm stuff. Go, go, go! So this is this is them hitting his mom. Just they crash the phone. The the copter. The ornithopter, yeah. Yeah, the ornithopter and. But it doesn't just sit there; it attacks them. They keep climbing up the rocks until they. Yeah, and and it's, uh, um, as I recall, and, and it's like it's hard to. Uh, let's uh, end oh, that. Oh, sorry. So that so that that was uh, the the Dune trailer. Um, uh, that was like probably the tenth time I've seen that trailer. Um, I am I am not excited for Dune. I am excited for Brian seeing Dune. <laughs> I cannot wait for Brian to be, like. So, uh, yeah, you, you think I'm going to be, I don't know. I mean, I, I probably built it up so much, I'm going to be disappointed. Are your theaters open in Atlanta? 
They are, but it, I guess early word is there Warner Brothers is looking to to push it out. Uh, I think, yeah, I think the other studios, I know uh, Disney has pushed out all the Marvel movies until essentially whatever their release date was in 2020 to 2021. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably giving Warner Brothers and other companies like that some space to do the same thing, especially after the disappointing U.S. performance of Tenet. Um, so I imagine Dune will probably get pushed to 2021, but, um, uh, so, so this, this trailer didn't, uh, I don't know how, how excited has it gotten you for the movie before you saw it? Like, is this, is this contributing to excitement or are you kind of deflated a little bit? I'm not deflated. I just, I just, I was surprised how much it looks just like the original. Yeah. I'm going to call the David Lynch's doing the original one yeah yeah um i was really surprised um uh i i felt like there was no surprises in this i mean the, that's why i guess like oh everything kind of looks the same the pot points seem to be the same in the trailer yeah um the shots to be able to get are more like uh paintings than they were when the, mm-hmm. the special effects can be better oh, sure. so we're like the only thing we were really looking for is like what does the worm look like how does it move what did they do right. and so in this they the general size might be a little bit bigger than the movie original, the original movie and this is their CG. Yeah. But the, the exterior seems kind of similar. They look like a worm, mm-hmm. a leathery yeah, worm. But this, this time, instead of just spiky teeth in a, in three, uh, I don't know what the, the biological yeah. term is, the three pronged opening right. of a mouth. This is just a sphincter mouth that opens or their teeth are always showing. We're not sure yet. Right. And, and it's it looks like a whale's mouth, whale's teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would say I I saw the first time I saw the 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 new worm was the cover of Empire magazine. I guess was sort of leaked or released. And um, I I have to say I I much prefer Lynch's worms, and that's probably I, I I concede that that's probably just because that's my first um, you know exposure to you know a visual depiction of that that kind of uh, concept, but, um, I don't know, just sort of like the, like you say, the big sphincter mouth, that's just all teeth. It's like the worms aren't, aren't, the worms are scary, but they're not, they're not, they're not scary that way. You know, they're not scary. I still what's coming of what's in their mouth and it's going to eat you. It's like, it's scary because it's a massive and, and it, and it, and it's going to pop up anywhere and, uh, it can sense you walking. I mean, that's, I mean, what a, a great, a great idea, but, um, the, there, there's so many, like, like very painterly images, um, in there that I, I really like. And, um, I, I think David Lynch's fell short. And I think that was, uh, in part because he was being forced to jam pack all of Dune into a two and a half, three hour movie. And, and, uh, uh Denis, uh, I, I, somebody said it the other day. I was like, well, I've been saying it really wrong. So I'm kind of uh, gun shy about saying it again, but the director of this new version, <laughs> <laughs> um, he doesn't, he, he has a much better situation in that he tells the first half in this movie and he can tell the next half in the other one, which is exactly how it should probably be done. Uh, so, uh, to my mind, the first half of Dune is the best bit of Dune in all, all the books. There's just something I like. I like. I like how doomed Leto is. What do you? Is. Where? What is the first half from? The, the first opening? half is from yeah the opening. Um, the emperor meeting. The emperor's meeting to. 
Yes. So the the the, um, the the Gamjabar is probably the the start, and um, and it, I would imagine that it ends. The natural ending would be when um, Paul is accepted by the Fremen, and and they recognize that he that he might be the one, kind of neo style. Is is called a big one? Um, I don't I don't even think that that's. Because there's a big gap in the book uh, of time-wise when um, uh, Muad'Dib Usul Paul has um, ingratiated himself with Stilgar's, you know, Siege, and they recognize that he is uh, the the chosen one, the one that's been prophesied, whatever, and um, he's he's going through all the initiation um, and sort of excelling in each thing. Um, which which then, one is the which name is Usul the th- the the mouse shadow no muadib is the is the 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 mouse or the moon shadow and usul is sort of like the the name when you're just palling around in the sitch that's that's what they call him so so he's paul trades and then he kind of gets rid of his name and his fremen name is usul yeah so he he asks what the 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 moon the mouse shadow in the moon. So if you look up at a moon and dune, there's like a, a formation of mountains and they cast a shadow and it looks like a mouse. Mm-hmm. And that's the mouse shadow. And it's like, well, what do you call that? And they call it Muad'Dib. And then. Yeah. Is that, is that the, is that the movie? That's mentioned in the movie, the, the, the Lynch yeah. movie, but what's in the book with that? I think in the book it's uh, what is, it's like a desert mouse. What is the name of that little mouse that does this and that? And it's like, Oh, um, Muad'Dib. And they're like, I'll be Muad'Dib. And they're like, ah, very clever. Muad'Dib does not use raw power to get what he wants or something like that. You know, they loved it. Right. Um, so I, I guess, I guess it wasn't, I guess the moon is probably more cinematic than, than, you know, some rodent, but in the book it's, it's, it's just a mouse. And I think in the, tv show dune sci-fi dune they have the they're the mice they actually show the mice scurrying around and then in the oh, movie really? dune they don't yeah okay i don't um, know why i want to brought that up but i just I, I just it just fascinates me like the a reason why people probably won't enjoy this is because like somebody's named paul and he's gonna be paul the whole movie well here they're gonna say well he's paul and then he's usul and he's more deep it's like you know it's gonna be confusing why do i have to have all these different names well it's easy just like Marvel, like somebody's Tony Stark, then yeah. Iron Man, and then right. And this story is very like you know, uh, uh, kind of like the the white man coming to uh, to save the the natives. It's it's kind of got that 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 story root to it. So it's Dance of the Little Wolves, you know. It's the Last Samurai. It's 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 that kind of story as as well. Just um, and 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 those those characters are uh, you know, it's it's easy to like their old name and their new name. How much do they take to the new name? Um, of course I feel like it's, it's, it's much beyond all that. It, it, it's such a, a kind of a small part of it. Um, but, um, what do you think of the casting of the boy? Is he's, is he, what he 20, the actor? Yeah, he's, um, I've only seen him. I haven't seen, um, call me by your name. I haven't seen, um, the, the, the one about, um, the kid who's addicted to drugs. Uh, the only one I've, a movie of his I've seen is the King, which is a Netflix movie about Henry the sixth. And I thought he was really good in that. So um, uh, I'm, I think he'll, I think he'll be good uh, in this. He's 25 years old. Okay, he just, he just looks younger than his age. Yeah, and which is good. Um, in the Lynch's Dune, um, 
uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Let's see. Kyle McLaughlin, that came on, what, 84? Yeah. So Kyle McLaughlin was, he was 25. Oh, wow. And then um, the TV Dune. Wow, it's not here. More title matches. Dune TV miniseries. The lead actor playing Paul. Modib, no. Alec Newman. This came out in 2000. 74, so he was 25, basically. So they are all 25-year-olds playing, how old is Paul in the book, 16? Yeah, something like that, like just, you know, coming into his own. And, and I, thought that's you, I thought you read these books. I want facts. Well, it's yeah, they, 16, they, Brian. He's it's his 13th birthday and he lives under the stairs and and then he gets an invitation <laughs> to come to Arrakis. Isn't that no? Isn't he 12? 11? Yeah, he's 12. He's 12. 12 yeah, he's 12. coming 11 to 12. Um, yes. So now I forget what I was gonna say. You got you got you, th- you threw me off with with this this stuff. Um, Sorry. The that. thing. The thing that I'm excited about is just is is what uh, the director is going to be able to bring out of the book that wasn't in, in Lynch's movie from this from this part. Like there's there's uh, so much good Lido stuff played by Oscar Isaac. Um, the the stuff with the uh, the traitorous um, I won't say who it is for people who want to be surprised. Um, and 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 you know seeing the Harkonnens and. Uh, I mean, there's this great, there's this great scene that I, I, I hope that they do. I imagine they will, and it's when um, the Atreides family is having all of the, the leading lights of um, people from Arrakis um, up to the, the palace uh, to have sort of a welcome dinner and, and like tell everybody a little, show them really what the Atreides are all about and learn about who lives there and all that. And there's so much interesting stuff going on. Um, in that scene, it was one of the better scenes I've ever read. And um, uh, if if they can, if the director Denis can uh, can pull that off, I I, I think that and, and a number of other other scenes that you know just by necessity had to make the the cutting room floor and, and anything Lynch did um, is just going to be uh, awesome to see. Yeah, I I I'm still a huge fan of the Lynch movie and i really enjoyed the tv series and uh i still have not finished jodorowsky's dune uh, documentary and i throw i would have been a huge fan of jodorowsky's dune um according to everything i've heard and seen so far yeah and i think i'll be a fan of this one because of the sheer um technical quality of it um but in terms of the actors really have to pull it through and i think um the 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 range of actors they're getting an ex wrestler, an ex guy who was on Baywatch, um, a, a new lead young kid who's willing to take risks. Yeah. Uh, and, um, I don't know much about the women that were cast in this either. Um, I don't, I'm not a big fan of, um, Duke Lido Atreides. Oh, Oscar actor. Isaac. Oscar Isaacs. I, I appreciate that. He does have that seriousness and volume, but the guy's five, six. Or something. <laughs> so I'm, I didn't know that. I, I'm not that blown away by him. He can grow a beard, man. So yeah, yeah, that's true. It's Definitely, good. he's got some good beard action. But Stellan uh, Skarsgård, that should be the big, yeah. You know, the the quote the villain basically is, yeah. Is, uh, good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to him uh, seeing what he looks Who, like with his suspensors. Who's playing Sting's character? 
Fade. Uh, that uh, Fade Rutha. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, no, who that is? I, it's 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 not anybody I recognized right off. So it's not like a a big name. They haven't showed him yet in the trailer, was he? Was he in the trailer? Fade. I don't. If they did, I missed it. I wasn't sure. But the the only um, we see a glimpse of uh, Baron Harkonnen, and then we see uh, you know obviously Dave Bautista's Beast Raban um, a number of times. Um, yeah. And 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 I've since read some interesting things about why they're so why Raban is so white. Is because like the sun is anathema to them because they live on uh, Gaiety Prime, which is a hyper-industrialized planet. You know the atmosphere is blotted out because of all the pollution, so they don't see the sun. And so to come to like sandblasted dune, um, they're just going to get burned up. So that so it's essentially you know they've got this like protective layer, I guess, kind of like. Um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg on the, the surfboard out in like Hawaii or whatever, when he had that, <laughs> yeah, he had that huge, like, you know, clown makeup. It's basically online. sunscreen. I, I, I think so. I think it's some kind of sunscreen. Um, so, um, uh, but, but I actually think it's also their pallor. I think that's just, that's, that's also how they look. Um, Do you think, I, I don't see, he, there's no fade Rautha in the cast list. Is that because he's not in the first half of the book? Oh, that's interesting. That might be saving him for for the second half. Uh, yeah, like he he's gonna well the no because he doesn't he never comes to he never comes to Arrakis until uh, the end. Until the end. Um, so I, I I could see depending on how they they pace it, but but there are scenes with Harkonnen on his home planet where Rafa is there. Uh, or yeah. Faith. They, they, that was in the original movie. That was in Lynch's as well. Right. Yeah. So it, it depends on how they structure it, but uh, you know they they may want to save um, some new faces and some new plot lines um, to kind of give the second movie a little extra added um, appeal, I suppose. So it doesn't seem like a true continuation. Maybe they've got some some just some new stuff. Um, that's interesting. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Um, hey Brian, I, you hear that? Do you hear that? No. That that's our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Ah, uh, yeah. I know. This one's for us, Peter. This one we're mm-hmm. doing this for us. Um. Well, shall we? Um. Shall we uh, move from this and go to uh, a certain segment? Oh. What is that segment? I can't remember. <laughs> you got it. Is that is that is that gonna do it? Is that that's 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 the. It's okay. You know, if you didn't want to do it, that was that, that, that would have sufficed. That'd be all right. All right. Uh, as as Peter so enthusiastically uh, uh, brought, brought us into, this is the word of the week, uh, where I will say a fun vocabulary word, and my cohort will attempt to spell and define it, and then I will spell and define the real spelling and definition. Um. Are you ready, Peter? Jeez, I mean, I'm worried. (laughs) Uh, Okay, here it is. This is the word of the week. Could you hear that? Okay, debauch. Debauch? Like debauchery? Very, very close to that. Debauch. I'm I'm enjoying your haircut and beard, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. See, if you compliment him, it'll throw him off his game. 
Anything you say, I'm going to just say it's the spelling <laughs> and the definition, Peter. <laughs> you got me wrapped around your little finger. So debauchery is D-E-B-O-T-C-H-E-R-Y, debauchery. Uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to say yay or nay to that. At and this, this is at this now, point. Say this word again. Debauch. Debauch. I hate you. D E O U C H. I mean, that's literally debauch. Say, like, say again. Like, I think you had it. What is it? D E B O U C H. Debauch. Yes, that's it. Perfect spelling. You've got it. Now, what does it mean? It doesn't mean the same thing as debauchery. No, it doesn't. So, so debauch to. There's vouch, which is a V. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. But I mean, to vouch for something, to vouch. It's obviously to un to un the D vouch is to undo something you've done. Um, is this one of those naval terms? I keep thinking it's another naval term. Um, no, it's not naval. It it uh, it's it's definitely not something you hear a lot. And I'll tell you I'll tell you where I got it, where I picked it up, um, after after your attempt. Uh, and I'll just say it ties it ties in to what we've spoken about already, but not in a useful way. To see, I'm going to say to screw something up, debauchery. Like it's it's debauch is it's something that screws up your plans. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good guess. That's a very good guess actually. Um, it, but it is wrong. <laughs> it is wrong. <laughs> but it's a good, it's a good guess. I mean, you got the spelling right, so uh, Peter is correct. The spelling is D E B O U C H, debauch, uh, and the definition. Mm -hmm. There there are a few. Um, to cause to emerge, discharge, to march out into open ground, as in troops debouching from the town, um, emerge issue, as in rivers debouching into the sea. Uh, where I got this was from ye old uh, Heretics of Dune. Was it from the Atlantic? <laughs> <laughs> you would think. Um, no, it is from the Heretics of Dune. Uh, and this is the sentence from which it came. Shiana's escort came to a stop where the avenue debouched into the bazaar. And I was like, what the hell is debouched? So it debouch? opened up into. It yeah. It opened up yeah. into. Yeah. Yeah. Emerge or issue. Um, and I was like, that's a cool word. I've never, I don't think I've seen that one before. Um, and I had to know what it was. So that's, that's what, that's debauch. Um, just to keep it related to Dune. Uh, it first appeared in English in the 18th century mm -hmm. and derives from a French verb. Now I'm not going to kill our listeners anymore. We, they, they've, they've suffered enough. I'm not going to go into all that, but debauch, debauch, debauch is the word. <clears throat> Is it Latin or German? Uh, it's, it derives from a French verb formed from the prefix de and the <laughs> noun bouche, which is mouth, which itself all derives ultimately from the Latin buca, cheek. I yeah. guess it's in beppa de buca, right? Or buca <laughs> de beppa? 
De- debauch is often used in military contexts to refer to the action of troops proceeding from a closed space to an open one. It is also used frequently to refer to the emergence of anything from a mouth, such as water, passing through the mouth of a river into an ocean. There you have it. And that is your word of the week. Debauch. Um, and now I feel like because our earlier Dune experiment went so well, uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's do it again. Uh, we're, we we have not, I don't think, talked about the new The Batman uh, trailer, the, uh, the, the new one starring uh, Robert Pattinson. Um, so we have that trailer um, queued up. Do you have yes, it queued up, Peter? I have it queued up. Okay. So uh, if uh, if you want to do the countdown, we'll uh, we we'll get it going. I I'll be honest. I don't think it, I think I think it would work better if we do yeah. stop it. Oh, okay. Because like we can sit and talk about what we just saw. Because we were just like, oh yeah, there's that guy. But with the oh, Dune okay. trailer, we were like, oh yeah, there's that shot. Oh, there's that this. There's that. I don't think it was. Let's the try listeners it. aren't. I don't think the listeners are going to appreciate as much as us doing a a breakdown. That's, that's um, fair. Okay, so we'll we'll just we'll stop it and uh, and, and pause it and then play it again. Okay. Um. So, the, all right. So we're gonna hit play and then we'll probably hit stop at a, at a certain point. Okay. Uh, and uh, three, two, one, click. You'll you'll do that countdown and then I'll I'll hit it. And I'll just say I'll just say stop. And we both stop at the same. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Anytime you say yeah, stop, it'll, it'll work out great. It'll. Be yeah. Great. This is gonna be amazing. The, the, okay. Yeah. So here we go, everybody. It'll queue up your Batman trailer. <laughs> three. Two, one, play. WB again. Yeah. They've got some some big titles coming. The, the titles that I'm excited about are coming from Warner Brothers. Everybody knows that sound. Duct tape being ripped. Yeah. All right, stop. Stop. Agreed. We're both going to stop. First okay. of all, everybody knows you rip duct tape with your teeth. And the villain has a mask on and he can't use his teeth. And he's trying to just rip it with his hands. I'm like, this scene would not go that well as it would in a movie in real life. He'd be like, oh fuck this tape. Yeah, it's true. he would he would be in real. So so I've heard in in the comments, um, uh, I've seen some stuff about that that this bad guy might be uh, a, a fairly newfangled uh, bad guy in the cast of of characters, the Rogues Gallery of Batman, a, a guy named Hush. Um, I, I'm not, not sure. Hush. It's it's not. Yeah. Okay. So I. Have we confirmed? Have we confirmed that, or, or is that? Is, do we just I'm, I, think that? from what all the nerds say? This is the Riddler in the birth of the Riddler. Oh, okay, okay, um, but already a very clear seven vibe happening. Uh, I find because this we see have, a dead body and well, some it, man in a mask ripping tape and doing something and leaving a note for somebody to find something. To it find. just looks like the the almost exactly like the set uh, where the lawyer is killed in seven. And, uh, you know, where, where the additional clues are found on the back of the painting, it has that whole kind of look to it, which is, you know, not to say it's a ripoff because seven is very influential. Uh, it, anytime you can reference seven, do it. Um, but I, I definitely feel its influence here. All right. You want to start it again? Hey, hey, Brian. Yeah. What's this? You see, you see? Well, hey, what's in the box? Oh, since you asked, it's a it's a it's a science art fusion set that I bought for my kids. Oh, nice. That's, yeah, sure. That that should have been the ending of seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
what's in the box? No, oh, I like what's like in a... the box at the end of seven. I think we all do. <laughs> Wait, what's that? I think we all like what's in the box at the end of seven. <laughs> yeah, these days. These days. Yeah. Okay. All right. So when you say we're gonna do like and play. So when I say and play is the click. All right. Okay. And play. No more lies is what's written on this guy's face. I feel like that's some throwback to uh, and immediately Nirvana. Yep. So we're walking in with the police. Here comes Gordon. Yep. Gordon's played by a black actor this time. And I'm going to stop. Stop. Okay. Okay. So now we see our first shot of Batman. And it's his feet walking towards, I'm assuming, into the room of the murder. Yep. This is different than every other Batman so far, except for the 60s Batman. Where, where cop, Batman is actively working with the cops and the cops yeah, accept and it, it's like he just he's allowed to be on the scene. He's a non-government employee. He's not supposed to be there. It's 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 like what's happening here. And well, they do that. They do, they do do that a little bit in Dark Knight and the bank the bank heist. Um, that that I, I the the whatever like shortly after the the heist that ends at the, the beginning of the movie. You know, they're in that the vault and he looks over and Batman's there and everyone kind of like shuffles out. And this is different because there's nothing. It, it seems like there's nothing. Um, special is the wrong word, but he is he is perceived as somebody there to help. And, you know, he's one of the team as opposed to, you know, this this guy who you have to give space and, you know, it's, we're not allowed to look him in the eye or, or whatever was going on a dark night. So it, it is, it is more like, um, he's, he's just an ally. Uh, we, we, we're not gonna, we're not gonna rat him out. He's, he's a friend of the cops, which is much different than how we find him at the end of dark night and then dark night rises and all that. So this is a, this is kind of the sweet spot for Batman stories. I find where he is, you know, He's not the enemy of the cops and and the the rogues gallery. It's just the bad guys and and you know he and the cops have a good relationship. I think that that's a good place to have a Batman story. I just I just think it could set up a lot of awkward scenes because of how many people are in the room and they're always kind of like look at you. Why are you dressed up like that? And if you look, you can like, you know, if your friend's wearing a Batman mask, you can figure it out. And oh yeah. You're talking about Bruce Wayne. You look, you can figure it out. It's like you know, putting glasses on doesn't hide. You know Clark Kent from right. Superman. So all these people around, and they're they would like look closer, like and be like, yeah, and, and they could size him up, and he's there in bright light, and it, I just right. don't think it adds to the myth. Yeah, it is. It Batman. is kind of demythologizing, isn't it? Yeah, just to have um, him kind of hanging just, out. You know, just one of the guys. <laughs> <laughs> just, just uh, <laughs> here to solve your crime. And yeah. re- refresh my memory and the Dark Knight when Batman is in somebody's house and he's pulling the bullet out of the wall and he rebuilds the bullet Yeah. for the Joker or something like that. It, yeah. Is that another cop scene where his cops are around while he's doing that? Or is it just him and Gordon? Yeah, it's just him. I think he, it's him and Alfred and they're in that sort of like underground shipping container bat cave. No, while... no, no, not, not rebuilding it, but he pulls the bullet out of the wall. Oh yeah. He he's, um, Oh yeah. It's just Gordon. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's just Gordon. Gordon. Okay. Yep. And then yep. and he used to meet Gordon on his house and stuff like that. And here he's just like meeting him like he's like it's like the X-Files guys show up and everybody's like, oh, here comes the feds. Right, right, right. Which, you yeah. know, it could be awkward, but I think it'll be cool. And, and, and you mentioned we didn't talk about too much in Dune, except there was the, uh, the Pink Floyd song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Did, did you like the Pink Floyd song? No, the Pink I, Floyd song itself is great. The original, this yeah. version of it is beautiful, but working with the images. Right. It's, uh, I, I didn't, I don't really have any history with Pink Floyd. I'm not a big Pink Floyd guy. So I, 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 I don't recognize the song in the slightest. Um, I do know that Yodorowsky wanted to work with Pink Floyd to do kind of the Atreides music. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I appreciate that that uh, the film, filmmakers wanted to to kind of do that homage in this way, but for me it didn't work uh, at all. It, it just it it made it feel kind of like um, I don't know a little cheesy. Um, I, I yeah I I don't think I wanted anything contemporary uh, in in this trailer. But it seems like if you want to have a trailer right now, it has to be a a cover of some well known. Um, song and, and just makes it sound different and weird and and interesting and so they had to do something contemporary I think or else mm-hmm. the executives would have been like no that's not a real trailer go try again just so our listeners know that who's the composer uh, Hans Zimmer <laughs> Hans Zimmer so yeah. the the actual podcaster knows <laughs> Hans Zimmer did that recording and um, I believe it was he recorded it online. Right, because it's during COVID, oh. didn't they? Oh yeah, they recorded it um, uh, with a chorus and everything, and she redid it, and they they made it for the trailer specifically. So oh. it wasn't like they got found a recording or they just mixed something. Yeah, they they it's on purpose completely, and I appreciate that. Same. But I agree with you. I don't think it's cheesy. I just don't think it's like if you're a Pink Floyd fan and you know what it's. It's that's about insanity. That song's about the, the dark side of the moon. Like that somebody who barks at the moon, they're on the dark side. They're even further gone. They're gone. Yeah. And um I I don't think I think what that the dune is about is coming to the other side of the moon. The mouse shadow on the other side of the moon mm, is yes. becoming something focused, just like the image of the prism. You have all the the one color and then the multicolors coming out. Um it's like a focus point and a change. Mm-hmm. Hence the triangle shape of um, uh, right for the the, the cover of the, the album. Yes, yeah, and dark side of the moon. But yeah, I agree with it's. I don't want to say the word cheesy, but I was like, eh, it just doesn't know. work. Yeah, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't. Pink Floyd's hard to put into movies because it's already so know. cinematic and 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 yeah. whatnot. So bringing us back to Batman. Yeah, um, since everybody's on hold. On hold. So here we have a cover of. Um, uh, a Nirvana song. Oh my God! I just said a Nirvana song. Something <laughs> in the way, right? That's the name yeah, of the something song. Something in the way. Something in the way. And yeah. this is the last track on the their their huge hit album, and it's just like beautiful. It was a beautiful song then, and to me, the mood is totally set by it. So I don't think it's cheesy at all. Yeah. I think it works. Same. Um, but having the lyrics is is weird, except for saying something in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, works in the end, but like, um, I think the rest is weird. So I, it is a weird fad that's going on that like, people our age making movies who grew up on this music, even Pink yeah. Floyd, even though it's older, are putting it in movies because we love that music so much and we were moved right. by it when we were young or getting high or doing whatever we were kids. Yeah. That it's 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 a fad yeah. instead of in a world where. Right. 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 Now yeah. it's like, hey, you love this song, and I'm doing a cover of it, and it's even moodier. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to see this movie. You have to see this movie. Yeah. Yeah, completely. So, um, so do you like the this one? Doesn't bother you as much? 
No, this one, I think this one works great. Uh, I, I like this trailer a lot. I, I don't think it has, there's no weaknesses in this one for me. Except uh, that it's only could shoot so much footage. Yeah, it's, 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 um, yeah, there's a lot missing. I mean, in some ways the Dune trailers are missing a lot because there's a whole half of the story gone. So they're, they're kind of actually, um, dealing with the same restriction in terms of, uh, of, of overarching story. But, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think this trailer was great. I think there's a reason it kind of, you know, people have been talking about it and it kind of blew up. It's just cause it's such a, an interesting vision of it for me. Some, uh, back to Dune again. Yeah. The, the two worlds we really see in Dune are, um, uh, we see Arrakis, Dune, the desert planet. Yeah. And that's obvious. It's like a reddish, rocky, orange mountains and, and orange, yellowish sand everywhere. Mm-hmm. Then you see the Atreides planet, which is uh, Caladan. Caladan. And in the Lynch movie, it was shown with some stock footage of some waves hitting in probably Ireland or Scotland or something yeah. like that. And yeah. Isles. And then some rain and dark, and the rest was on sets, and it didn't really come through. In this one, they show a dry cliff with an ocean in the background and a beachish. Mm-hmm. To me, the contrast isn't enough of a wet green planet of mm-hmm. Caladan. It's, right. It, it's like, oh, this could be at the edge of a dune, uh, at yeah. the edge of a dune continent that they're still on. So you don't know where they are if you're not familiar with the story at all. Right. It wasn't different enough in the in. Probably in the movie won't be different enough, but in the trailer it's definitely not different enough that they've gone from one place to another. It's yeah, like I, I, can, I can see that. Yeah, I mean that's one thing Lynch, Lynch of course, got got perfectly right was was you know that the cut from Caladan to Arrakis, you know, couldn't be more stark. You know, Caladan, like anytime you go outside, you're getting wet because it's just like it's either misting or it's raining or it's just so much moisture. You know, really highlighting the moisture aspect of things. Um, you know, everything in in uh, and, and the palace is made of like wood, you know, it's as though like, you know, the, the moisture, um, is, is yeah, causing, you know, everything to grow. Everything is, you know, the interior is, is, is half moisture itself. Um, which I thought was just kind of a great production design choice. Um, you see, you see some hints of that already, um, because the Gom Jabbar scene does take place in Caladan. And you see, you know, I guess like kind of the wooden bookshelves and that sort of thing, but it's, it's not quite as stark. And maybe maybe they kind of toned down some of the stylism of it to to kind of ground it more in in something that feels like uh, real reality, I guess. I mean, it'll, it'll, it's just hints so far, of course, but that that's that's what I'm thinking we might see in the movie when it's um when it, when it's finally released, whenever that is. Um, I'm pretty sure that. Nothing is going to compare to the moment in Lawrence of Arabia with putting out the match mm, and going, cut. I mean, the, the cut from putting out the match to the sun rising in the desert. Yeah, um, uh, that's that's a, a fair point. I, I, yeah, I don't think that anything will approach Especially that. just going to Dune. Um, I think, um, but there's no transition really in Lawrence of Arabia of being in a, a place like Caladan. Um, what would, where, where on earth would you say Caledon is probably like England? Yeah, I, yeah, I would say, Ireland. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. England, like Northern England kind of, you know, very rocky and mm. always raining. Yeah. I think that's, that's kind of in my head. Seattle. Yeah. Seattle. Well, maybe not anyway, so back, these days. Back, but. Poor Batman's not getting attention. Oh, just... I know back to doing all the time. So, yeah, so, so Batman is, um, is he just walked into 
the the scene of the crime. So we're about to hit play again. And play. Uh, a greeting card. Play a game is usually the Riddler. Yeah. You know, all right. Stop. To the Batman. Um, so I, I, the, so yeah, so it's a green greeting card that, that, that mm-hmm. I, I think has come from the Riddler to Batman. And um, it's got a little puzzle on it. And apparently it's already been solved. Like, like it's, it's a, it's a, some kind of known code um, method or whatever. And so somebody hacked it and, and I don't recall what it said. It wasn't, it wasn't like groundbreaking. It was just like, it sounded like a, a piece of the puzzle that would lead to yet another piece or something like that. So nothing, no, no spoilers or anything in it. But uh, I, I thought that was interesting um, that, that little, little tidbits like that are, are making it out. Um, uh, now, right now I paused it and I, I'm seeing. Uh, Haven't um, a clue. Let's play a game. Me, just me and you. And then it has some, yeah, uh, Greek like like symbolism there. But on the left, it says roses are something when dead. Maybe. Yeah, I see it from. I can't really pause it on there for some reason. Oh, there it is. Let's play a game. Yeah, having a clue. Let's play. Yeah. Oh no! What does a liar say when he's dead? Yeah say or do hold on yeah so that's the question and then the answer is is there and he and and then batman has to figure that out so some some uh some enterprising young fan has has already uh, cracked it um so is that what you think is hush because it's like egyptian or something it's hush egyptian no no the only reason i thought it was hush was because of the look of the guy um, oh, because he wears an overcoat and he wraps his face. Yeah, and he wraps his face exactly, and, yeah. and that's like Riddler doesn't really do that. But um, I, I never thought Hush was like a particularly um, um, interesting character. So I'm I'm not I'm not sad that they're not doing it. But if they were, it, it would have hinted at, you know, really touching on so many um, of the characters in in, mm-hmm. in Batman that that could have been cool. Um, all right, so are you are you so on? I'm the, back at 50 seconds to the Batman card cover. Okay. Envelope. 50 seconds. Okay. I'm there too. And, and play. And play. Stop. Okay. Sorry. This is our first shot of Batman, and it's proof of how weird this is. He's in yeah. a place that's lit by practical stuff. Yeah. And people forensic are just walking by him and not right. looking at him. It's just like, oh, there's Batman. He's, he's one of the team, and he's walking up to Gordon trying to see things. And like, um, you know, now that you say normal. that. Now that you say that, I th- I think they're probably going to do something with that because it's like, um, I know it's not like year one or anything where it's like you know he. This is year to... two, is what it's been called. It's okay, been called year, two. year two. So he's so, like the bat, the bat cave starting to be put together. He's got his Batmobile. He's wearing a uniform that's got some use onto it. So his costume. Um, in yeah, so CS, it's like, year two. I, I, th- I think I think in some ways he's still he's still having to prove himself. You know where it's like uh, you know people aren't in awe of him of yet you know um so he's having to i don't know yeah it, that's a, it's an interesting point where it's like you know batman is is in your crime scene and you're just like not staring or whatever it's just like yeah that's that's gotham it's really weird we got guys like batman he's he's gonna help us out mm-hmm. uh, but I, I like this costume um it looks like he's got it's really dark so but it looks like he's got some kind of like collar which um which some um comic book artists who have approached Batman have done 
And, um, you know, like a lot, I know a lot of guys trying to claim credit for different parts of the, of the costume, but, um, I, I don't, I don't dislike it. Okay. Ready? Yep. And play. I guess that's a politician. Yeah. The mayor. Yeah. Maybe the commissioner. You're becoming quiet. So never see. Not a B-roll stuff of bike footage. Still just looks like Cedric Diggory. Catwoman's introduction as a thief. Oh, yeah. Stop. Um, Stop. Now, if you come back to... uh, What time? 118? Yeah, 119. Go ahead. Uh, Colin Farrell as the penguin. Yeah, so this is Colin Farrell with skin makeup to make him look balding and pointy nose and And big jowls. Yeah, Yeah, big jowls. Um, he looks unrecognizable. I mean, it's, you know, it's not like he's full lit in a fluorescent room or anything, but, but, um, they have made him look like a, a completely unknown character actor. <laughs> yeah. You know? He does. He uh, looks like somebody, he looks like, uh, one of the guys from, uh, the daily show, one of the reporters who's an actor now, comedian, the okay. military was a Marine at one point. Oh, Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle. He looks like Rob Riggle a little yeah. bit. I was gonna say he looks like um, the guy who was on uh, Spin City, um, and he did the. Uh, I can't remember. He's he's a he's a, a well-known voice actor. He played uh, Kevin Spacey in in The Bug's Life. Kevin Spacey was the mean grasshopper. And, oh yeah, that guy. And, uh, he's... This guy did his his brother's voice. Yeah. And his name keeps floating up to me, but it keeps going away. But he looks a little bit like him to me in there. Well, we got to find out that guy's name. Okay, um, yeah. He's in, uh, uh, what's that movie with Brad Pitt? And he's the, he's death. Oh, uh, right. Uh, Meet Joe Black? Meet Joe Black. Is he in that one? Meet Joe Black. Um, no, that's Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, yeah, not Jeffrey Tambor. Um, this guy was uh, the, what would you say he was in? He was, a, uh, he was the voice Bugs of Life? Bugs Life, yeah. Bugs Life. He was he was the uh, the other grasshopper. Yeah, Richard Kind. Yeah, Richard Kind. He looks a little bit like Richard Kind to me. I I don't know if that's if that carries over to anyone else, but he looks a bit like that. But I mean, I I find it impressive even even in these glimpses because it doesn't seem like Colin Farrell. I like those transformate those, those uh, sort of transformative roles. Like he does that. look like him. And um, it's interesting. I guess they're gonna play up the whole. The the joke the uh, penguin being part of like a mob, and yeah. uh, being a mob boss and having probably his club. Um, uh, oh yeah, his yeah, club yeah. or goes. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, it's 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 a little it's way less cartoony than the uh, Tim Burton's bat, uh, jo- oh. uh, penguin. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. So it'll be interesting to see how it if there's just subtle details of mm-hmm. like. There's always an umbrella in the shop, but he doesn't use an umbrella gun. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's not, like nothing that, quite as more. broad as that, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, you ready to play? Yeah. And play. If you are justice, please do not lie. What is the price for your blind eye? The 
I'm the vengeance. Batmobile. Batman. You are part of this too. How am I part of this? You'll see. Now it's like that question last mark, question mark 2021. Now that like the last shot where it's, you know, it's Robert Pattinson and he's got the eye black around and it's sort of like, you know, the sweat has sort of caused it to run and stuff. That seems to be the image people are taking away from it and kind of, you know, doing their own, um, you know, fan drawings of it and that sort of thing. And it, I think I've, I've heard some complaints about it where it's just like, you know, you know, emo Batman. And uh, I, I don't know. Batman I, I, is the most emo you can get, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, his maybe. parents are dead. He's got everything, but he has nothing. And yes, he's yes. emo. Batman is emo. Right, and and it's like, and I don't mind that the the eye black stuff. I think that's kind of cool because they're leaning into the realism, what what little there is of Batman, what 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 would it would require if you don't if he doesn't want his is the 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 color of his skin or the the skin around his eyes to show, he's gonna have to black him out to to look cool. So it's like, yeah, that's what he would do. So if he takes off his mask, he's got eye black around there. It's like they leaned into it and they made it cool. I'm like, good, that, that works. Um, there's some other cool stuff like when when you know he gets shot point blank in the chest, what looks like a shotgun, and he goes and he goes like whoa, you know, like there's it just you know so uh, grounded and gritty and cool. I thought that was a kind of like a great a great uh, uh, a moment to include in the trailer. Yeah, I think um, what we're gonna like about this is what we've come to realize as we've gotten older that like Batman isn't gonna fix anything. Bruce Wayne is the one who's going to fix the problems with his money and his influence and, and hopefully empathy and trying to help things in Gotham. Mm-hmm. This might be like, actually, Bruce Wayne couldn't do much about these guys because these guys don't care about that. Right. Only Batman could fix this situation. Right. And take the risks and get things done. So that's what I'm I'm hoping to get, like, faith back into Batman, putting on a suit and kicking ass in the middle of the night <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, yeah, and, and looking for clues. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, 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 um, uh, the guy who directed this, uh, Planet, Planet the of the Apes. Planet of the Apes guy. Um, it's Matt it something. Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Um, British guy, right? Is he? Um, but I, you know, he had me sold from early on when he said that he wanted to do, um, kind of a more detective Batman. I was like, yes, that's, that's something we haven't really seen much of. Let's, let's, you know, let's dive into that. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, I'll definitely be, uh, uh, hopefully not risking my life too much to go see it in theaters as I would, uh, for Dune, if it is truly released on December 12th of this year. Um, but uh, I will. I'll definitely be at, at the theater to see this thing. Matt Reeves, born '66 in Rockville Center, New York, USA. Oh, okay. So that's kind of cool. He's, a, uh, he's Rockville. I was born in Rockville, but not Rockville Center. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. So it's, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a great trailer. Oh, he's he works with J.J. Abrams. Uh, yeah, they did they, uh, Felicity. Cloverfield uh, as well, right? Uh, he directed Cloverfield, and which he worked with one of, uh, not really a snacker, but Will Files. Yeah. Uh, he's he's uh, did a great job with that, and probably I don't know, maybe Will's gonna do this. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't think Will did Planet of the Apes, but um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, these these uh, these indicate some uh, some strong movies coming our way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in in the comments uh, for the two of you who are listening to this. Yeah, let, let us know if you like this trailer thing because we could do this more, you know. Uh, <laughs> we, we can make it way. better. We got to figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> Maybe have notes before and uh, do a better job. No, I, I uh, but yeah, that's 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 the two trailers we want to do. Um, is there? Uh, let's see how long we've been going. Oh, we're at two hours. I don't know if you want to stop it now or talk about you. You watching anything? Any? Uh, any what, what? What about rec 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 room rec room? Um. I, I don't the the last thing I don't really have much new to recommend. I'm we're we're in the middle of his dark materials on HBO. Uh, we're in the middle of the boys season two, and uh, at this stage I wouldn't recommend either of those. I'm still into them. I'm still engaged and mm-hmm. watching them, but mm-hmm. I, I I was very it was very easy for me to recommend boys season one to anybody. Uh, so far, Boy Season Two, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and His Dark Materials is is cool, but it's it's very slow slow paced, and uh, I'm not sure I I'm I'm sort of with them on all the sort of production design choices and casting, so um, I'm I'm not with them yet. I, I, I'll give them we're like four or five episodes in. I think there's there's ten altogether, or maybe eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll I'll withhold judgment until I get all of them in there, but. Um, you know they could wow me by the end, mm-hmm. but uh, I just they just don't have me just yet. How about you? Are you watching anything? I'm um, watching um, Raised by Wolves, mm-hmm. uh, Ridley Scott's um, Android uh, dystopian. I don't know if it's dystopian. Uh, Android uh, uh, parent TV show, um, mm-hmm. and I'm still watching it, which is a sign of that it's interesting. Instead of being like, okay, I'm not watching this. Right. Um, so I I don't recommend it. This is the no 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 rec room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, We're not no, recommending no, no right recommendations. There's no Perry Mason yet. Um but it there's something visceral about it, uh something boring about it, mm-hmm. something plain about it. But um and I don't know what the point of it's trying to make, usually trying to make a point of something and, and really Scott doesn't hasn't really ever really made a point. He tries to be more entertaining than anything. Yeah. Um but it's not just him, it's other directors and, and writers. Um but uh the, the visuals of the show are very interesting, very sparse, but the the yeah. um they're they're pretty cool. And the supporting cast is pretty good. There's the two people who play the androids, they're very interesting. Um and uh, interesting choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and something I started to notice was like a theme um, because one of the uh, films that one of the most important films for androids in filmmaking is Blade Runner mm-hmm. done by Ridley Scott. And then he did before that, he did an Android in Alien and his feeling of Android seems to be consistent through all his movies. Um, they're human looking they want to be human. They and they try to be human. Um, sometimes they have milk and white guts and stuff like that. They're they're robots. Um, it gets a little more confusing in Blade Runner because I think they bleed in Blade Runner and you can't tell what they are. And they're just they're basically clones that have um, the way that they're designed. They only last so long. It's a little more less sciency. Just more yeah. like this fills the plot. Right. Um, and then this one is just 
this one they are basically androids they're robots with white guts and stuff and you can mess with their software by injections and changing dna stuff i think um and so they're programmed to do something so for instance you could have a, a a an android um that's programmed to be a war machine and then it's programmed to be a peace machine you know you just go in and change it and it's like well you know and then it can get confused Oh, I was meant to kill, and now you want me to create life, you know? Yeah. Um, which is something that I think that uh, the show maybe tries to touch on. We'll see. Um, but uh, I haven't stopped watching. And again, Ted Lasso. I'm going to wreck, wreck, wreck Ted Lasso, <laughs> man. That, it's it's such a nice, like, ah. That's cool. Everything will be a, making, making America great again, watching Ted Lasso. <laughs> about a guy going to England and telling them how to be nice to each other. Yeah, that sounds nice. That sounds nice. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, I, f- I figure once once uh, I finish up those shows, and I guess when you finish up your show, we can uh, we can come back and and see if it actually uh, uh, makes the cut for Rec Room and becomes a recommendation. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Cool. But uh, anything else for you? Uh, I just I don't want to be as, as as worried. I don't I want to be hopeful, and yeah. I think us telling people to 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 get out and vote. I mean, I I just like everybody else was planning on voting early by dropping off an envelope and mm-hmm. showing up and doing it to making sure your vote is counted the night of the election and then could actually make a difference in the PR campaign that's both of these both sides have to the push yeah yeah and 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 if anything you know him playing his hand this early if that's what he's doing um before a lot of the early voting has really started you know, gives gives people who are worried about that sort of thing and his opponents uh, time to change their plan and mm-hmm. and um, and do something different. You know, for folks who who absolutely, you know, uh, high risk for COVID, that kind of thing. It's like you know, just all you can do is just be extra careful about your ballot because you know that somebody out there desperately wants to throw it away. Um, you know that's a good thing to have in your mind when you're doing it, um, but you know, like you say, if 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 you if you can, I th- I think it it's it would be better for the for the uh, for election night and for the country to to get out there and and do early vote. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that messaging from uh, Democrats and and sort of left leaning um, you know uh, activist groups in mm-hmm. the in the weeks to come. So yeah. Has to have a plan. That's all you can do. Or or, or vote for Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's if you can't pitch. beat him, join him. You know what? Just do it. <laughs> you know, we had a good run. Uh, but yes, I think I think that's it, Brian. Um, I, I I just it's, hopefully we can do this again sooner. Sorry, it took so long to get back to each other. And uh, and there'll be a little little uh, if, if if you liked our trailer, uh, trailer stuff. Stay stay tuned for the for the the after song <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man you're gonna love it one yeah. listener yeah <laughs> all right peter well then uh, if that's it then uh, until next time until next time
I, I'm on some page that's like a nerd page and they're like waiting for it. Okay. 1058 now has been updated yet. Hollywood. Classic French Canadian director. Yeah. No, it didn't say 30 minutes. The official Twitter account said 30 minutes. No, that's what it said, Peggy. That's what it said. <laughs> I'll be right back, Peter. I'm going to pee. Okay. Stay here and talk to Peggy. I'll wait till it shows up. Yeah. Let's see. I did not appreciate your pre <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm um, messing with Brian all day. What? I was trying to mess with Brian. Yeah, he well he came down to watch it. He's like, it's up, and I was like, okay. And then I went and clicked on your post. I was like, this is what it is. It's old <laughs> Oh my god, what they could get away with in the '80s is amazing. Well, did you, you watch that other documentary, right? Not yet. I watched ten minutes oh, of it. Peter, it's gonna blow your mind. I know. It looks I, the first ten minutes. I'm like, oh my god, I'm already mad that this isn't made, and I want to see it. No, the last ten minutes will crush your soul. No. Yes. It's I want amazing. I want to see his other movies. I never. I. I don't, film school. We didn't have this guy, or maybe I don't remember them being brought up. He's pretty an amazing director. Like he did stuff. I like, don't know. I don't know. Let's uh, see. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So they said Official two team. minutes ago. Here it is, Timothy, Rebecca, Oscar, Josh. What's up? What do you see on the dude page? On the Twitter, yeah, debut, debut conversation. Debut conversation, fuck that. We need that debut trailer, dudes. Here's the, this is a, just a conversation. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what they just posted, the conversation. Oh, wait, is that Stephen Colbert? Yeah, it is. What is he? Oh, is this another one of his books that he loves? I never heard him talk about Dune. No, me neither. We saw him. What movie did we just watch him? He was in it. Uh, The Hobbit, part two. Oh, yeah. So is that what the Dune Twitter account was talking about? These jerks? Well, well I, I mean, that's Twitter movies. Oh, no. Dune retweeted Twitter movies. Dunecast, see it here first. I don't know. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see the trailer. Apparently, it's now dropping in 15 minutes from DR Movie News. F. All right, did you hear that, okay. Peter? Yeah, something about 15 minutes. If we trailer event for F9, why would we like it for Dune? What's <laughs> F9? I, I don't know. Yeah, they don't want pre-events. The Countdown to Dune trailer. <laughs> Waiting very patiently for the Dune trailer. What, what if it's not good? <laughs> so 15 minutes? <laughs> oh, come on. This guy says, I don't need the Dune trailer. I'm living it. <laughs> Guess he, I mean, his spice rack fell well, in his kitchen. if we were living in a sandworm earth, then that would be a different story than what we're doing. All right, Peter, so should we meet back up in 15 minutes then? Yeah, uh, sure. I'll, I'll stop this beautiful recording. <laughs> Are you audio recording? Or, yeah. Just, yeah he's, he's audio recording. And we'll, we'll probably do like a mini cast after that. Yeah, I'd be like, oh my god, it happened. I was going to like live stream your reaction to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't do that. 
Alright, dude, I'll call you in 15. Alright, I'll, I'll, I'll be checking. Well, I'm Right away. I'm sure it's on their Twitter and then the link to YouTube. Yeah, hopefully. That's the problem, right? Well, I know. Here. I know. I would be able to get to it uh, if I had that other clicker. I don't know why you always lose the. I did not lose that clicker. clicker. Uh, something else will happen. I don't I know. I promise you did. We have a five year old. This guy says, oh, the Dune trailer looks so good. Let's <laughs> see what this is. The 1984 trailer, gur, gur, gur. See, this guy made the same joke as you. Yeah, the, 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 the guy's hilarious. <laughs> the guy's totally hilarious. Yeah, nothing on Facebook. No, it's not anywhere yet. Okay. Do, 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 All right. Do. We'll do take two and 15 if you're cool. All right. All right, dude. See you soon. Latros. Latros, bye.